Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Big time show in front of us here today. I am James Coe. We're going to be talking about your top headlines. We're going to break into Michael Fabiano's top 200. Fantasy never stops, man. Instead of Adam Rank, we got no Adam Rank today. He's he's out for personal reasons. I think he has some kind of injury that he's working through. That's okay. Or is he still on staycation? Who, who knows? Is he being lazy or is he injured? I, I believe he has he has legitimate reasons. Okay. Oh, so there you go. Uh, no Adam Rank today. Instead, we have Connecticut's finest, the Hoff, the Hoff, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> Connecticut's <laughs> finest, the huh? night the night rider, the night rider himself. That's right. Uh, we've got Dallas Cowboys Homer. Yep. Fantasy Hall of Famer. We've got Michael Fabiano. What's up? What's going on? It's been a while. Yeah, it, it has, has been. been, pal. Well, you're it's so, been a while. You're so busy being a TV star, so it's hard. Ha, got multiple, yeah. multiple hits here like, and there. And we've got like the, they're calling on the phone right now. <laughs> right? Hey, we got to get them back. Yeah, <laughs> we got phone calls coming in behind oh, the glass. I don't here. know why people always call like only whenever we're recording the show. <laughs> like the they must of, know the number of calls that we get up here when we're recording yes. to when I'm up here doing other stuff is uncanny. I love it. And I, it bothers me. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> We've got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gellhart. What's cracking, pal? Uh, not too much. I also just wanted to be a good company man and remind everybody that it's never too early to start thinking about fantasy. You can get your season started today at NFL.com slash preactivate. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. Get it all, get it all set up so when, Hell you know, yeah. when July comes around and your league mates are hounding you to <laughs> uh, get it set up, you're like, I already did that back in March. Come on, get on my level. <laughs> it's mid-March. We got it going on. Absolutely. I love it. It's MG My Guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Oh, it's good. I'm back from uh, from my yearly trip to the desert. We'll watch a lot of baseball. Oh, that's right. How was it? Uh, it was a good time, as always. Great. Um, it's it's just amazing. I've been doing this for a while, and to see how big this thing has gotten. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's insane. I mean, it's it's a legit racket now. <laughs> it is a legit racket. I tried to go online, you know, just to yeah. buy tickets for a, a San Francisco Giants game okay. um, at, at Scottsdale Stadium. The prices, the ticket prices, not the secondary market ticket prices. Yeah. The prices on their website. The cheapest seat was like 55 bucks. Ooh. So bigger racket, spring training or the wedding industry? Ooh. Oh, wedding industry by far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not even close. 
I'm, I'm, am I the only married man in here? You uh, are. You are. Good God. Let me tell you something. Although, although Fabs has been locked up for a while locked over there up. now. Who knows? Lock two it years, up. Two years next month. Wow. Oh Lock yeah. it up. Goes uh, quick. The wedding industry is an absolute. I mean, I, yeah. I don't even. It's it's weddings and babies. Holy hell, the profit margins on those two markets. <laughs> well, I Unbelievable. Mean, the, the baby location, though, at least for like crib and stuff, is not quite what you have to pay for a wedding location. Can I, can I just – I'll share one story, okay? Please. So, all right, so, we're, so my wife and I were looking at uh, venues, all right, and we, we talked to the, uh, the hotel manager, and she's laying out all these different options, and she's like, okay, and I, don't, I know nothing about the, the wedding industry at this point. Um, and she's laying out all these options, and she's like, "All right, blah blah blah. Here's your here's your normal play settings. All right, here's uh, here's your uh, next level up in terms of play settings. And we're talking about play settings, okay? And and I'm and I'm looking at the two options, and I'm like, okay, uh, you're gonna have to explain to me what is the difference between these two options. And she's like, oh, this one comes with a nice charger plate, and I have, n- I had at the time a, no idea what a charger is plate that a, was. Is that a plate with a lightning bolt logo on it? <laughs> That's a great call. That's what I thought. And I'm like, does this? Will this help charge my phone? I, what, what's going on here? No. Uh, so I said, wait, what? What is the charger plate? They're like, oh, it's a decorative plate that makes your dinner plate look, you know, nice. And I'm like, and this is, by the way, so this is, and for this plate, it was three dollars a setting. Okay. You don't get to keep the plate. Nope. <laughs> they just charge you an extra three bucks a setting. We're gonna have two hundred people here. This is gonna cost us six hundred bucks. All right. So, and I said, to, I said to her, I'm like, wait, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that that is a plate that goes under my plate? Yep. <laughs> and she said yes. Well, she's like, well, she's like, well, I mean, it's a decorative, and it really may it highlights the. Fl-. I'm like, well, whoa, whoa, no, 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 hold up, hold up. <laughs> like legit, that's a plate. That goes under my plate. And she's like, well, I mean, I guess functionally. And I was like, yeah, no, we're going to pass on that. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> pass. I couldn't believe. So, yes, the wedding industry Big, is huge unbelievable. Racket. Huge racket. All right, listen. <laughs> Got a great show in front of us today. We're going to talk about Top 200. Uh, we will make a call into the wild. We will ask Matt Harmon why he did the most drastic thing I've seen any man do in the past decade or so. What a tease. What is that thing that he did? Well, we're going to ask him about it. Is he going to answer the phone this week? You know what? I don't know. I was confident he was going to answer the phone last week. He said he was working out in his dungeon gym so he didn't get good reception. (laughs) Because he works out at the 24-hour fitness that's like buried (laughs) layers beneath the L.A. surface. I I could have sworn he was going to pick up that phone, and he didn't pick it up. And so now I'm, I'm thrown for a loop. I don't know. All right. But we're going to ask him. We're going to close out with Daily Daps, but we start your show, as always, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Let me get this out of the way as well. You can go to NFL.com slash fantasy free agency. Correct. Uh, that is our brand new URL for uh, all the free agent and fantasy implications of all the major fantasy, or excuse me, the free agent moves. Correct. Uh, Gelhar, explain a little bit uh, of that uh, of that link. We uh, update with a little blurb on each move, and for the bigger guys, we'll include a link to the articles where we have more analysis. So for like Terrell Pryor going to Washington, Alshon Jeffrey, to Tampa, right. Alshon, Eddie Lacy, Latavius, all that jazz. But There's it's all in one spot. NFL.com slash fantasy free agency, which if you I haven't checked it out already. Which I love. I'm addicted to that page. 
Well, I love it. We appreciate it. I absolutely love it. All right, let's start in Carolina, shall we? Cam Newton has a partially torn rotator cuff. He's undergoing surgery. That, according to the Panthers, the team announced that Tuesday. He's expected to miss at least four months. The season starts in about five months. Level of concern, Marcus Grant. Uh, there's a little bit of concern. Um, you know, obviously they're going to try to take it solely with him. I guess the upside is that a guy like Cam Newton, who has been in the league this long, doesn't need quite as much time in training camp or in the preseason. I mean, how much were we going to see him in those preseason games anyway? Um, so, yeah, a little bit of concern. I still think – I don't know. I, I think my general concern with Cam Newton, even beyond this, yes. is sort of up in the sense that uh, – you know, we're going to see – I think we're going to see a different game from Cam this year. I mean, obviously – Not as much rushing? Not as much running, which is a big part of what he did, is what made him very special. True. Um, and I would still like to see them – I don't know. I'm still not sold on their, their pass-catching course. So if he's not running and there's still question marks about the guys he's throwing the football to – Right. That that's as much a concern to me as having rotator. Now you are kind of the rotator cuff so, uh, shoulder surgery expert. Sadly, sadly, so, <laughs> so you might know more about this than the rest of us. Would. As I have torn my part, I have uh, par- I did have a partially torn rotator cuff and a torn labrum. So it was a combination injury, uh, which really sidelined me. And let me tell you something. That was like uh, about two. Two plus years ago, and I and I felt like you know who else had that same surgery it was James Palmer from NFL Network as well, um, and he told me at the time. I remember when I first got my surgery, he said it's going to take two years. I'm like, really? Because my doctor says, and he's like, nope, it's going to take two years. And I'm like, okay, cool. So two years later, he is right. Uh, partially torn rotator cuff and torn labrum. I could finally toss a ball around uh, like I was two years ago, uh, although I still do it relatively tentatively. I, and that last part to me is the scary part for Cam Newton. I think he's going to lose a little bit off the fastball. And also, I wonder how much, how tentative he will be uh, throwing the football as well. I, listen, the, those first four weeks of the season, don't be surprised if he doesn't look good. I would, I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked if in the first quarter of the season, and again, 25% of the fantasy season, Cam Newton is going to look like Cam Newton. I've got some serious concerns, Mike. I'm not worried yet. Uh, it's it's so early, uh, of course, and yeah. we'll see what happens. Way early. Maybe he's going to be limited in, in the preseason, but the risk with Cam is is minimal because he's dropped so far, so far in the eyes of a lot of fantasy fans. In my top 200, he's a ninth round pick right now. Ooh. So, based on what he did or didn't do last year as a runner, of course that hurt, and the fact that he was ridiculous. He he may have been. You know, we talked about. A lot of busts last season, mm-hmm. a lot of wide receivers, New Hopkins, Eddie Lacy, uh, Allen Robinson. But Cam was right up there. Yeah, he was. I mean, he had a few big games, but he was right up there. No, he was. So we're not talking about a guy who's going to cost you a top 50 pick. And you know, if we're looking at a quarterback late, uh, an eighth, ninth, tenth round pick, he's probably still going to fall right into those rounds. If memory serves, I think he was out, not only outside of the top 10 the last four weeks of the season, I think he was just inside the top 20. I think he was like somewhere like 18, 19, 20 in terms of uh, quarterback rankings the last four weeks of the season, which is uh, not good. Brutal season. Well, I think, I think this actually could help set him up to be a value even more so down the stretch. Cause Interesting. Because like said, Fabs, he was, he was already depressed in, in early drafts and early rankings. People are going to see this inj- injury and be more diminished. But Cam's a freak athlete. If he's able to come back relatively healthy, I mean, we saw two 
far ends of the spectrum the last two years with Cam. He had a career high yeah. uh, touchdown percentage in his right. MVP year, 35 touchdowns, 7.1% of his attempts went for TD. Last year, because they were he was injured and they kind of obscured that on the report and his receivers let him down a little bit, career low, 3.7%. Oh, so he slides right. right back into that middle, maybe does a little less running, maybe just th- you know helps help you here and there with scrambles like Aaron Rodgers does. He's going to slide right back into that top five, top top ten at least, top five quarterback ranking. If you can get him, like Fab said, in the ninth round, maybe even a little bit later. Go. If steal. people are a little bit more worried because of the injury, good value, <laughs> excellent. And also keep in mind too, the the wide receiver position there. You've got Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funchess, you know, Philly Brown is gone, Ted Ginn is gone. But we also saw that with Cam a couple of years ago when he lost a bunch of his wide receivers. Steve Smith went to Baltimore, right. and Cam still had a good season. So. He, he's certainly not undraftable, let's put oh, it that yeah. way. Oh, but yeah. because of what he didn't do last year and where he'll probably be drafted this year, uh, the injury doesn't really affect him as much. Yeah, no, I hear that. Uh, I, and I love the fact that you brought up the touchdown ratios, uh, Alex, just because, again, you're right. Uh, I guess if he if he does get back to, to a more normal-type rate for himself, then, boy, there could be some value there. That's interesting. I'll have to ponder on that. Uh, Latavius Murray signed with the Vikings. I, I'd love to get Marcus's take on uh, Latavius going to Minnesota now. I think it's fine. Um, you know, I, I, I just I don't see any outcome where you're getting more or less out of Latavius Murray in Minnesota than you were in Oakland. I mean, I think, I think his prospects and his production – Will stay kind of the same. So is I mean, it not a little bit more clear at least. Um, yeah, I guess it is. Although I, I saw a story uh, this morning, uh, our our friends at uh, around the NFL had written up. I guess Mike Zimmer is saying he's excited about integrating Latavius Murray into the passing game, which should freak out any Jarek McKinnon truthers out there. But sure, as if they aren't already freaked out enough just right. in their general daily lives. Right. But but you know, at the same time, we've also heard this kind of stuff coming out of Vikings camp too about you know how they're going to work certain guys in and they're going to do this and that, and then it never really happened. So you know, again. It's fine. Latavius Murray is still probably a you know a, a high end RB two for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. Not much changes. Decent upside, but the offensive line is going to be a. That's concern. a question. Yeah. That's a question mark. Offensive line will yeah. still be a concern. But he'll get, I mean, he'll, get, he'll get plenty of opportunity. I know that. Yeah, I think the the big downgrade is the offensive line because Oakland was one of the best, one of the two best, yeah, run blocking offenses in the league, and uh, you had the Vikings who had the worst rushing offense in the whole league last season. They did. Add Riley Reef. They did add Mike Remmers. Hopefully, that's going to help a little bit. And they're getting healthier. So we'll see. He's an RB two, as far as I'm concerned. But you guys know, I have never been a fan of Jared McKinnon. He has had two of the last three years where he could emerge as the guy in Minnesota. He can't do it. He Matt Asiata, who for all intents and purposes was a was a backup uh, for for years before he ended up being the goal line back and uh, a guy who was splitting carries with McKinnon. I just don't believe in him. I say he's he's probably a four from a fantasy perspective if you're in a ten team league. But the downside with Murray is going from Oakland's offensive line to Minnesota's offensive line. But I also think that James is correct in saying that you kind of know what Murray's going to be and what he's going to do in Minnesota. Whereas in Oakland, there were times when he wasn't on the field. They had Jalen Rashard and they had DeAndre Washington going in there as well. Right now in Minnesota, with Asiata being a free agent, sort of Murray and McKinnon are going to be the two guys running the show. And out of those two guys, I'll take Murray all day long. You know, and the other thing too is that when 
whenever you pair a strong running game with a strong defense, those things go together like peanut butter and jelly, man. Right. So, and, and the Vikings obviously have uh, one of the best defenses in the league. Oakland, not so much. So sometimes that running game could be lost, especially when you got a guy, you know, like uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Derek Carr throwing the ball around. So I don't know. I, I like his role there, but you're right. I mean, it's a huge downgrade in the offensive line. So I'm curious to see how he kind of looks in that preseason. Uh, we'll stay with the running back theme, and this is probably the biggest story, although I don't necessarily know if it's fantasy relevant at all. Marshawn Lynch's agent told Bay Area's CanBR that Lynch, quote, does miss football, no question, close quote. He's been tied to the Raiders, Marshawn Lynch has, but a lot of procedural hurdles still remain. Lynch is, believe it or not, you know, still pretty young, man. He's turning 31 in April, and I know that's pretty old for a running back, but you know he sat out this entire year. And again, he's not as old, I think, as a lot of people think he is uh, coming into the 2017 season. Alex Gilhar, your take? Uh, I hope he stays retired, personally. I love Marshawn, but I just don't want him to come back and hurt or have it be a rough season. And like, Because he was worn down that last year in injuries, and you know the toll of the game had kind of sapped him of his, his explosiveness. So. Oh, yeah. This could this will have a big ripple effect if he comes back. I, for one, hope he stays retired. Even if he does come back to Oakland, I'm still going to be, I don't know, a little hesitant. To right, but here's a question for you. If you had to pick one of the three running backs I'm about to mention, who would you pick? Lynch, Adrian Peterson, or Jamal Charles? Yeah. I'd go Lynch out of all three. Really? Yep. Oh, man, I don't know. Yep. About that if fan- he goes to Oakland behind that line and that offense... Heck, Ricky Williams came out of retirement and, and was pretty fantasy relevant. I don't see why Lynch can't do it. I'm I mean, not saying he's going to be a top 10 fantasy running back, but he'll be drafted as an RB2 if he plays in Oakland. Probably. I mean, let's also remember that his last year in Seattle, he was kind of broken that's down. That's what I'm saying. He had injuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's look at how many carries Ricky O-line Williams was bad. came out of retirement. So, I mean, they're, they all all three of those guys come with risks. I mean, if if Lynch comes back, it just it makes me sad for Washington and Richard because those guys have an opportunity to maybe get some run this year. I think I think depending on where I think depending on where JC goes, Jamal Charles, I, I would I would probably say Jamal. Uh, I don't think he. I mean, obviously he was not right last year. So, um, and just having all of this entire offseason to kind of get right, gosh, I don't know. I, I would I would lean towards Jamal, but but it's close, isn't it? It's close. No, no, it's, it's close. close. Although my fandom would probably would take me, still carry me to my. The uh, my here's the thing with the Ricky Williams comp. It's true he came out at a, at an older age too, but he only had about 800 some career carries when he came out of retirement. He is had, that right? When he uh oh no sorry that's that was looking at the wrong thing. He oh. had 1500 attempts when okay. he, about that when he retired. Ricky had one year in Miami where he was. He had 300, almost 400 carries. It was ridiculous. Right, and that that was before then he retired and then came back and was successful. But he had two years, 02 and 03. He had 383 and 392 mm-hmm. in his in his carries before. Okay. Uh, he was a hell of a fantasy running back in Miami for a few seasons there. Yes, he was. Josh McCown is now a Jet, signing a one-year, six million dollar deal. He can earn up to 13 million. With incentives, McCown turns 38 years old in July. He's 2-20 and 20 over his past three seasons. He's been extremely injury-prone as well. The Jets have not a whole heck of a lot at the quarterback stable. They've got uh, – who, who do they got there? They got uh, – uh, Christian Bryce, Hack and, yeah, Christian and, Hack. and Bryce, Bryce Petty. Petty and Christian Hack. So this is McCown, and McCown oh, signing is at least uh, a stopgap, and it helps – keep the you know the values of Eric Decker and Matt Forte and Quincy Nunma from falling off a cliff if they had been starting Bryce Petty or Hackenberg there. I guess. Like McCown McCown has been fine for fantasy receivers like he isn't a, a capable NFL starter. Like nobody's going to be drafting McCown, 
but at least we know that the targets will be reasonably accurate to those guys and the offense will be able to move. What if, does this say about Jay Cutler, though? That, I thought Cutler was going under the, the, the Jets all day could. long. He well, still could. Well, but now with the money that McCown could make. And guys, anybody out there who's got young sons, you, you want to breed them to be backup quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> That's because true. you could make a lot of money. Left-handed, a lot of money. A left-handed pitcher, a backup quarterback. I mean, Mike Glennon and now McCown. $6 million wow. is ba- is good backup money. They could easily still go out. But and there's incentives where he can make a lot more than that. And if the, but he's he their backup, yeah, he, won't, he, won't, he won't hit those incentives. Yeah. All right, so one. Yeah. First off, Jets, you robbed us of some joy. We could have had the joy of Cuddy in New York. Oh, it would have been great. The New York could. media. I mean, still we still could. could. I even photoshopped, you know, Cutler smoking a cigarette onto Joe Namath's body. It was great. The fur coat. The fur coat. Like, I was ready. I was here for this. And the Jets have robbed me, at least temporarily, of this joy. Why? The other thing about it is Josh McCown has never played more than 14 games in a season. Never. He's only played double-digit games in a season twice wow. in his career. Okay. In the last two seasons, he's played a combined 13 games. Yeah, so, buddy, here we go. So it seems great. And, yes, and he's, he's 38. He's 38, <laughs> and he's been serviceable. But, I mean, what's the likelihood of him getting through a season? I mean, at some point, we are going to see Hack and or Petty. Uh, oh, so it's just good God. Well, what's funny I'm is that sorry. McCown in 2010 played for the Hartford Colonials. Yeah, buddy. From Connecticut. Go. Let's go. He was out of the league. That's amazing. But you also have to remember that during a a short period in Chicago, he was really good. And in Cleveland, I mean, he had a few decent games, but this is what we talk about when we talk about Jets quarterbacks. decent games. He only played a few games. I know. (laughs) He he had a couple of decent games, but that's all you could say about it. I know. No, I know. I I think, well, let's just talk about what it means for Eric Decker uh, in particular. I think he's probably, well, Matt Forte is there as well, but um, I would imagine Matt Forte's value remains relatively unchanged. Am I fair in saying that? I mean, the offense is going to stink. That's fine. But Matt Forte is going to get the carries. I'm worried. I'm really worried. Is about, he, though? I'm is really Bilal worried about. Is going to eat into that? He could eat into his touches. He looked much better than Forte. I don't Forte think, is an older back. Oh, first of all, listen. Matt Forte is not going early. There's just, I mean, he's going in the middle rounds. There's just no no if ands, or buts about that. But for Eric Decker, I... I wonder about his value. His value could absolutely fall off an absolute cliff. Worried That's where I'm worried. Well, I'm worried about him. I'm also the injuries, about, too. He's right? coming off of injuries. I'm also worried about Matt Forte in the sense that are the Jets going to be competitive enough that they can run the ball on a consistent basis? I mean, look, the the McCown signing sort of reeks of what do you call it? Scam for Sam or fold for Darnold, whatever okay. you're going to call it. That's what this reeks of. This is a Jets team that's going to be bad this year. Bad. And is it are, are they going to be competitive in enough games that Matt Forte actually and I know he can catch the ball out of the backfield but still yeah, that's kind of what is makes he going, me feel hopeful. is he going to get enough touches okay. to make him worthwhile also that offensive line was fifth worst in uh, run blocking according to Pro Football Focus last season and they haven't gotten better in the offseason let's just put it that way I'll tell you who I like out of that offense Quincy and Nunwa. Don't, don't sleep on him. No, I, I can get down with Why? That. Decker's I, coming back from multiple surgeries. Okay. He might be a little slow to come back early. Anunwa yeah. had a bunch of great games last year. He's a, he's a capable player. He's a big body. Can work out mostly work out of the slot. Like he'll he'll be a, he'll be a sneaky good ad in in late rounds. Mark my words. Oh no. All right. Uh, Sean Drone signed across the street. He signed with the Giants. So Doesn't now. Doesn't matter for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to make of the Giants' backfield. Neither do they. Nobody does. All right. We'll move on. Jared Cook is now a Raider. Promptly talked about trying to buy the number eighty nine off of really Amari. Really. 
Jared Cook, I think he please was get over yourself. I, I hope he was. I don't get think over he yourself. was, dude. I don't think he was. I think he was dead serious about trying to buy the number 89 off of Cooper. He overplayed his hand with Green Bay. <laughs> they got a better tight end. Yeah, they did. Jared Cook is an average player at best. I don't care what anybody says. Good athlete. I, but three, when, when you're an NFL player, heck, any sport, and you play for three different teams in three years, you're not a great player. Because teams don't want you. They get rid of you. And Cook is, bah, I wouldn't even draft this guy. I got burned by him a long time ago when he played for the Titans. Ever since then, I've been down on him, and he's done nothing to change my mind. Anybody? Anybody buying Jared Cook? Um, Anybody? I, I don't Anybody. mind him as a, if you're playing in a league where you have to start two tight ends. Or See, like a what, league, what league is this? That's, that means there are lots there of, are lots of that, that means that he is not valuable. No, so or the thing is he's a guy to potentially stream off the waiver wire or in best ball formats where you draft a couple tight ends and okay. you don't have to set a starting lineup every week because then you don't have to live the Jared Cook tilt the world. Like <laughs> when he does great, you get the points and the other games when he doesn't That's true. doesn't it doesn't matter. The last two years, the Oakland offense only targeted all of the tight ends on their roster with 14% of the targets, all 13%. Of Hello. So All Cook's right. gonna that's gonna have to change markedly for Cook yeah. to get the kind of target share where he'd be a week to week starter. Yeah, you know, and Clive Walford still is there. I think they got rid of Michael Rivera, right? Correct. Okay, so but still he's still fighting off Clive Walford, although I don't know how high uh, the the Raiders are on Clive, but still, uh, I don't know. I don't see a, a defined role for Jared Cook, although he is a great athlete, so who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Kamar Aiken has signed with the Colts. He joins T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Philip Dorsett, which means he's not terribly fantasy relevant right this moment, so we shall move on. Any, unless anyone really wants to pony up here for well, for I mean, what I, I, I did, mean, I know Matt Franchise is not here. I did read that you know they they expect him to compete for that number three spot with Dorsett. Um, yeah, I, Dorsett was getting outplayed and couldn't right. get on the field because of Chester Rogers that's last right. year. We really think he's going to hold Kamar Aiken at bay. So that that's that I think is you know the upside there. Well, yeah. I saw I did see a good tweet. I think it was from uh, I was trying to find it. Stephen Holder, who is a beat reporter for yep, the, Colts. the Colts, yep. Uh, had, made the, had made the note that uh, Aiken was a very good red zone threat while with the uh, Ravens, and Ooh. the Colts lost one of their better red zone threats in Dwayne Allen from his time there. So if there is a defined Jack Doyle, role for baby, him to let's fit go. In, I mean, yeah, it's probably Jack Doyle, and if Moncrief stays healthy, he's a great red zone yeah. threat as well. But something to keep an eye on. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's talk about the top 200. Michael Fabiano Woo! racking out his top 200 already in mid-March. This is version long. 2 already. Yep. It's version 2? Two? 2.0. Two yeah, there's going to be a lot of versions 2.0. Oh, Good God almighty. We got rookies coming in here. NFL.com slash top 200. 200. Go find it online right now. All right. Let's talk about, let's break down some of the top 200. We're not going to go, obviously, 1 through 200 here. but Yeah, I want you guys, to, I mean, if you think some of these are terrible, tell me, man. Well, no, I, I, I want to hear it. So there are some things that do pop out to me. Yep. Uh, counting down your quarterback rankings here, Matt Ryan at quarterback five, he's 67 overall. He was the quarterback two, and quite frankly, the most consistent quarterback in fantasy last year. Why the concern? It's not concern. It's supply and demand. The quarterback position is not a position I target early. I but mean, quarterback five? It's still pretty good. It's still pretty good for a guy who's had one elite season True. from a fantasy perspective in his career, and he's had a pretty long career. I just think that's where he's going to go. I, I don't see him as a guy who's going to be drafted in the first six rounds. To me, I think he's a seventh-round pick, and I think that's giving him his due based on what he did last season. So, all right, I have a question, and I'm going to jump in with one. Mm -hmm. You have Amari Cooper ranked 13 spots ahead of Michael Crabtree. I do. Crabtree's the wide receiver 19, mm -hmm. 
and Amari Cooper is the wide receiver 12. So seven wide receivers separate them. Yep. Michael Crabtree, in both his years in Oakland, has, has outscored yep. Amari Cooper. Absolutely. And he far out-targets him in the red zone. Mm-hmm. In some place they don't even look for Amari Cooper. So defend your position. Why is Amari, <laughs> why is Amari Cooper Amari, 13 picks Amari's of- ranked that high because of upside. I think Crabtree's hit his ceiling in Oakland. He's been very good, no question about it. But Cooper still has room to grow statistically. And that's why I have him ranked that high. And Crabtree is in the top 20. Uh, He's a wide receiver, too, all day long. Uh, Derek Carr is a hell of a quarterback there. They're going to have a very good offense there in Oakland. I I just I like going with upside, and that's why I have Cooper ranked ahead of him. With that being said, would it be a shock if Crabtree goes three years in a row ahead of him? No, because Cooper, he's kind of like the smaller version of Julio Jones in a bit where He's very inconsistent at times. He will give you a 20, and then he'll give you a couple of weeks in a row with four and five points. He needs to improve on that, but the ranking is based on a lot of upside in this offense. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think I, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody who's going to draft Michael Crabtree ahead of Amari Cooper next mm-hmm. year, uh, despite that trend that you talk about, uh, yep. target share and, and yardage. And well, I will just say, last year... Crabtree had 21 targets inside the red zone. Cooper had 13. Mm-hmm. And the previous season, let me pull this Couldn't up. Couldn't that easily quick. flip, though? Well, it's been a case so far where they haven't um, really targeted uh, Cooper, Cooper at all. Much. Like A lot of people thought it might reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the year before, Cooper had seven to Crabtree's 13. Alex, let me ask you a question. Um, which Minnesota Vikings wide receiver would you draft first, Thielen or Diggs? Well... Diggs is going to go higher, but I'm not going to touch him at his asking price. I'll wait for Thielen. Thielen was was a much better fantasy wide receiver last season. It just, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, Cooper is an upside guy for me, just like Diggs is an upside guy for me. Um, so Certainly. I think Diggs got hit with a couple injuries, and I, people are going to want to chase that Diggs we saw in the national spotlight when he just carved up the Packers. Oh, yeah. Then of course, well, you remember that one. Then of course, <laughs> fifteen. No, then of course, fifteen weeks later, Adam Thielen did the same damn thing. Yep. <laughs> went for like two hundred some yards. Yeah, he did. All right, I got one for. So I'm looking here. Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. two spots ahead of Gronk. Is that is that an injury thing? Is it just the tight ends you're waiting on? Yeah. And, uh, well, Gronkowski was what a so, first or second uh, round pick for those listening. Brandon Cooks, twenty one overall wide receiver, mm-hmm. ten Gronk, twenty three overall tight end one. Tight end one. Obviously. You can't. You can't draft Gronkowski in one of the first two rounds. I, I don't think he can do it. I have him right outside of the top 20. He's 23. And, yes, part of the reason is if you don't get Gronkowski, you can wait on a tight end. We, we've seen that in the past. I mean, there were tight ends last year who we ended up picking up off the waiver wire that we are using. Some people were streaming tight ends. The position was so bad. Um, so, Gronkowski, I still think 23 overall is pretty strong for a guy who missed most of last season – uh, who is now in an offense that has more miles to feed. Not that that's going to deflect from him getting all of those red zone looks, but Gronkowski is not a solid pick like he would have been going into, say, last season's draft where he had been relatively healthy for a couple of seasons. Last year, he burned a lot of people. A lot of people took him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, and when you lose a Gronkowski, it's very hard to replace him. So, 23rd overall is, to me, about as high as I'm going with Gronk, and that's because of the temptation to get him. Because at that point, you're going to see him on the board in the third round and think, at this point, I'm okay taking him. I'm not taking him in the first two rounds. 
The upside's certainly there. Hey, it's hard to figure out where uh, AP is going to fit in yeah, next it is. year. Yeah, it is. Um, you don't. Well, I mean, obviously, he's still a free agent. We mm-hmm. actually, as a matter of fact, we don't even know if he's going to play in the NFL. I mean, let's be real here. He'll play. Somebody um, will sign him. I I would think so, but deep RB draft, some baggage there with AP. I don't know, man. And, and is he holding out for a large contract? Maybe he figures, hey, man, I'm insulted by these deals. I'm going to retire. I don't know. Bottom line is, will he play in the NFL? We'll see. Uh, you've got a Mike at 80 overall, round nine. It seems awfully high for a guy who's not in the NFL currently. Well, what I'm looking at with Peterson is wherever he signs, he's going to end up being the starter. He's going to end up being the guy who will likely see a lot of goal line work. But he's my 26th running back. That's not that high, man. That is not that high. It's uh, one spot ahead of Ty Montgomery, who I believe is going to end up not being the starter for the Green Bay Packers because they're either going to sign a running back, maybe Adrian Peterson, that would be great theater right there, or they draft a running back coming up uh, in, in April. Yeah. So a lot of this is guesswork at this point. I mean, LeGarrette Blount was a top 10 running back last year. I've got him 29th yeah. because I don't see him back with New England after they sign Rex Burkhead. So the top 200 right now you take with a grain of salt. Yeah. And Peterson is a player who, to me, is – probably going to come off the board somewhere in the eighth round of a 10-team league, and that's more based on name value than anything else. But we're not drafting right now unless you're in one of these MFL leagues uh, or best ball leagues, and right. I don't know why you'd be drafting now at this point. Oh, there are plenty of people doing Oh, I know they do. <laughs> I know they do. They are going ham. Actually, we've got to do one. We've got to do one. They are going ham. Um, So I'm looking at the, the Falcons running backs. Devontae mm-hmm. Freeman at RB9, yep. uh, which isn't far. I mean, he finishes the sixth RB last year, so that's not too far off. Uh. Going down, RB28 on your list is Tevin Coleman. and He was number 17. Is that is that Kyle Shanahan leaving concern? Is it just not not thinking that these guys can duplicate what they did last year? Or? A little bit of both. Freeman, I think, has proven us to, to us that he is an RB1, RB2. Uh, very good, especially in PPR leagues, of course. So I have no issue with him being in the top 10 uh, at all. Remember, two years ago, he was the number one running back in fantasy football. Coleman's got durability issues. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is now the offensive coordinator, and uh, Sarkeesian is a guy who, well, let's just put it this way. I'd feel more comfortable if Kyle Shanahan had remained the offensive coordinator there in Atlanta. Not that they're not going to utilize Coleman, but still, uh, in this offense, and this offense had a ridiculous season, and a lot of times you see that magical season, whether it's from a player or for an offense, and then the following season you see a little bit of a decline. He'll come back to earth, yeah. So that's part of the reason. Coleman also to me, has no chance to start. And if you look at some of the running backs I have listed ahead of him, you know, Spencer Ware, he's going to start in Kansas City, Isaiah Crowell, Latavius Murray, uh, these guys are all going to be starting for their respective teams. Rob Kelly's got a shot to start unless the Redskins go after a running back in the draft. Same thing with Jonathan Stewart. So I put him in that category where he's going to be drafted probably as a flex starter. And that, to me, is as high as I'm willing to go. Uh, th- there's other players with upside at the running back position that I like. Paul Perkins. We talked about the Giants' backfield. Who's their starter right now? I think it's Paul Perkins at the end of last season. Oh, that saw, makes me shudder. He saw a pretty <laughs> I mean, good uh, snap it's, percentage. It's not, it's not wrong, but backfield. yeah, it does make me a little bit. Uh, uh, I just so <laughs> thinking about that Giants' offense and that backfield and where Paul Perkins is on your rankings and if he gets drafted there, I like. I just want to shake and lie under the covers in my bed and not look at anything. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I understand – I understand talent is a big part of it, but sometimes opportunity is too. We've seen running backs with less talent 
do more statistically I mean, my concern in the is, league. Like Shane Vereen is back now, and they yeah. were giving him a lot of run when he was healthy before he what didn't he tear his biceps or tore tricep? his tricep? Yep. Twice mm-hmm. last year, right? Right. Yep. yep. Something to that effect. So that worries me. I don't know. But uh, all right, uh, come back around to me. I've got another question here. Two two guys I I, I like this year. Are they Packers? Well, one is a Packer. Okay. One is one is not. Well, just because I didn't realize he was so low on this list. Wait, Jeff Janis is together. on the list? I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, see Jeff Janis is only at a hundred. Like, <laughs> no, no, Jeff Janis is not no, on the list. No, he's not. <laughs> Ty Montgomery yep. right now is the only running back on the Packers roster. Like that is not an exaggeration. There, there is Ty Montgomery on the roster. Yet he's all the way down at running back 27 for you. If I knew that Ty Montgomery right now was going to be the starter for the Green Bay Packers, he would absolutely be ranked high. I mean, you have Peterson ranked ahead of him. Peterson's I know because I don't and not even on a team. I don't buy into Ty Montgomery because the Packers are going to get a bruiser in that backfield. Maybe it's going to be Peterson. I don't know who it's going to be. But at the end, of, maybe it's going to be Legarrette Blunt. Who knows? But at the end of the day. Montgomery is not a lock to be the starting running back in Green Bay right now. He is absolutely not. I'll tell you what, if they do sign Peterson, which I hope they don't do, I'd draft Ty Montgomery ahead of Peterson in that offense. I think so, too. I think so, too. I would go with that. Um, Wait, real quick, the other one. mm -hmm. Rashard Matthews, wide receiver 14 last year. Mm -hmm. With the moves that Tennessee Tennessee has made, he is their number one wide receiver right now. They'll probably add somebody in the draft, but... He became Marcus Mariota, one of Marcus Mariota's favorite targets. Nine touchdowns, just shy of a thousand yards. Even though dude couldn't find the field the first like three or four weeks, yep. you got him buried at wide, rec- wide receiver thirty-seven. What not, I'm not a believer. Oh no, I'm not a believer. <laughs> I'm not. Tennessee was hard. Uh, was going hard after Brandon Cooks. I don't think they're believers. They wanted to get a number one wide receiver in there. They don't believe in Matthews, and at least not as a one. And I would be shocked if Tennessee didn't grab one of these rookie wide receivers in the first round. Oh, I'm you could sure absolutely that. see that. You know, they could go after Davis, Mike Williams. I'd love to see him go to Buffalo, but that's just personal personal preference. But I'm not a believer in him. Uh, to me, uh, I, I would say he is a three at best. I understand he had a good season last year. Um, he was he was relatively consistent as long as he got you into the end zone. Um, I, I, I need to see more. I, I, I really need to see more from Matthews before I rank him higher. I think there's some concerns regarding Marcus Mariota, too, right? I mean, such a late-season injury there. Uh, we don't know where he'll be in his recovery. So, I don't know. I, I, could, I can kind of understand that. And plus, Rashard Matthews playing for a team uh, like Tennessee, which is not one of the high-profile teams in the NFL. Rashard Matthews himself is not necessarily a high-profile player. I think you can wait on him. And I think, and I think you're right, though, Alex. I think you can get good value. From I, I honestly think, like, I would love to, I would think he could finish as a two. I don't think you should trust your roster if you get him as that, but you That's can right. easily draft That's him right. as a three or a four. Over the final 13 weeks of the season, he put up uh, eight or more points 11 times. So he was never quite like the massive home run hitter, but no. he never killed your lineup, and he had double digits one, two, three, four, five, six of those times. You know, I'm kind of surprised, Mike, to see Jameis Winston as quarterback 17. He's way down there in your top 200. Um, and obviously, a lot of folks are going to wait on quarterback. But quarterback 17, just for Jameis Winston alone, uh, was a bit of a surprise for me. Look, they add Deshaun Jackson. They already have Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I, I figure that's a great tandem, and Jameis Winston is an up-and-coming quarterback. Why so low on Jameis Winston? It's just depth. The position is deep. Um, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. Kirk Cousins, all ahead of him. Uh, you also Matt, have Eli Manning, Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers. Well, Eli because of the Brandon Marshall uh, acquisition, and I think the G-Men are going to continue to throw the ball quite a bit. And I like Winston. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he could end up being, I don't know about top two, top ten. 
top 12 maybe. Oh, I'll say top 10 all day long. I, I, I don't see it. The position's too deep. But the fact of the matter here is that this is where he's going to go. He's going to be a late-round pick. Uh, I'd still rather have Phillip Rivers ahead of him. I'd still rather have Eli Manning ahead of him. Uh, Matthew Stafford is another guy, and I don't think I'm uh, you know, talking out of school here where these guys are legitimate potential QB1s. Week in and week out. Phillip Rivers does it to us every season. He has a great start to the year. He's a QB1. We're starting him, and then things sort of tail off at the end of the year. And and Winston, as much as I like the addition of Deshaun Jackson, yeah. he's not a guy who's putting up huge numbers every single week. I remember he had a huge game against Atlanta. Then he had a bunch of stinkers. Again, Jackson being in there, home run hitter. A guy who leads the NFL over the last five years and plays over 50-plus yards. No player has more. I believe he has 21. But quarterback is deep. And I don't see Jameis as a, as a QB1 from a fantasy perspective. He is going to be a guy you'll draft late and potentially stream. All right, fair enough. You can catch his entire list at NFL.com slash top 200. Should we make a call into the wild? I think we shall. All right, let's do it. Hit that beautiful sounder. We're going to make a call into the wild. We're going to call Matt Harmon. Uh, Michael Fabiano, if you're new to this segment, we basically call Matt Harmon or Matt Franciscovich because they are currently, as they say, in the wild. That's and we just basically figure out what the hell's going on with yeah, those guys. Hopefully, hopefully Harmon answers because there are there are questions. There are m- serious well, there's, questions. There's really just one question. <laughs> there's one we uh, We teased this off the top of the show. Matt Harmon made a very questionable life decision, and we're going to ask him about Here's it. Here's the thing. I yeah. will say this. Okay. He warned us that this could potentially be coming. It Did was he? something he kind of – Now, kinda, was this behind the scenes in the stronghold? Definitely behind the scenes. Okay. It was kind of, you know, privately while we'd be out having you and know, what adult guys, beverages. Guys, guys, we've, we've got Harmon in the water. All let's right, just, listen, we got, we got Matt Harmon on the phone. He's trying uh, and to – And Matt Franchise. And yeah, Matt Franchise. Really yeah. They're trying to give us the stiff arm right now, telling us, trying to tell us that they're too busy – uh, we're not buying it. Listen, we, you know, we made a call. off into the wild. These are the things that happen. That's yeah, true. Take two, take two of this on this low-budget podcast <laughs> you guys are running. It's much less organic. <laughs> oh, my We Lord. had some technical difficulties for listeners at home. We've it. So we already had the, the natural call into the wild, and now we still uh, have them on the phone, and we're pestering them some more. So. Unbelievable. James, ask, ask your question of Matt. Bro, 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 seriously. For the, for, for the NFL Fantasy Live podcast listeners who don't know, Matt Harmon, brother. Why did you cut the beard? Why did you do it? Well, look, I, I don't know what to say here. It was just a little bit of an experiment because I honestly, I haven't seen my face in over three years. Also, I've lost 100 pounds since I first started growing the beard. Humble brag. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I was curious. Strong. And I figured, why not now? You know, I'm not like I'm doing any TV stuff back with the network at the moment. Nobody's really seeing me. Another uh, humble brag. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of your answer. It was just something I wanted to do. Uh, it's obviously not permanent. The good thing about beards is right after you start, uh, much like right when you start living, you start dying. Right when you <laughs> shave your beard, you start growing it back. Wow. That's really depressing. That is. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, but. Are you sure this had nothing to do with female companionship? Unbelievable. I am confident it's had nothing to do with female companions. Okay. Where are the female companions? <laughs> I don't know. I figured now that you don't have that beard, you're looking for them. 
No, 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 no. That's I don't think that's actually uh, helpful because I like I look like a child, obviously. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> so, so franchise. I mean, because you know, you guys were kind of known collectively for your beards. I mean, how are you feeling? Because this 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 kind of dings your brand a little bit too. That's true. No, nah, it doesn't ding my brand. I'm a brand can thrive. <laughs> thriving more than I no, I'm just kidding. Harmon looks good. Uh, it doesn't really. No, he does. You know our our uh, our podcast sponsor also sells hair products, not just yeah. beard products. There, they were ex- a lot of people asked us whether they were going to bounce us because I, I no longer <laughs> have a beard. But they were excited because now this shows they not only have products for the bearded, but for the beardless as well. Yeah, I see. I'm trying to think. Both of our brands are thriving. We're good to go. Have I ever seen franchise without a beard? I feel like franchise would look even younger younger? than Harmon without a beard. We saw old school pictures. He might get carded. I think there was a picture. Rated R movies. There was a picture of you rolling around, right, franchise, with Katy Perry? Humble brag? Oh yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I had a beard then, but it was much shorter than uh, it is now. Okay, uh, so, so I haven't been uh, just just flesh in like four years. Just now. flesh. So you guys have to now you have to do the man <laughs> bun right to keep your hipster, uh, you know, your, your whole hipster uh, no. persona going. I vote against Did the man bun. man bun. Yeah, yeah man don't bun, you need bro? to do that? If you don't have a man beard, bun, no. then you can't be man a hipster. You got to go man bun. Oh wow! Nah, nah. I vote. I vote okay. against the man bun completely. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh. No man bun. Hey man, no man bun. if you guys were real fantasy hipsters, you'd be having the man buns. <laughs> man buns. Well, we'll David. take that into consideration. All right. Okay. The, All right. I guess we'll let them go. Then. The go great to, Matt yeah, Harmon and the great Matt Franciscovich. You could find they've got their own podcast going as fantasy well. Fantasy hipsters, check it fantasy out. Fantasy hipsters, go check them out there. Matt Harmon making poor life choices over there now that he's outside the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. This is usual. That's <laughs> <laughs> Cutting the beard entirely off, looking like he's 12 years old, but looking still good. going strong. Still growing strong. Still look, still look better than you, Dad. Oh. oh. All right. On that, we'll send you guys off into the wild. Goodbye. Oh. Wow. That was harsh. Parting shot. That was harsh. Holy hell. Was that to you or me? I think that, was that was to James. James. That was to James. That was, that was James. to you? Okay, because I'm older than you, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he called me an old on Twitter like a week yeah. or two ago. Oh, sure. Well, you know. That's, yeah. one, of his, I mean, look, that's one of his bits. He, has, also to, he has to play the young card. That's Goodness so. gracious. also accurate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is, right? I guess it is. At this point, it's hard for like you and Marcus to defend it. James <laughs> might have a few years left, left, but he has, you know. Uh, but I legit am a dad as well. He is a dad. Well, so. hey, man, oh. I got news for you. I'm a dad, too. I got a six-year-old yes. now. Yes. He may not be my blood, but he's my kid. Oh, that's true. He is yours. Yeah. We're bringing back that, that wedding discussion from earlier. But should we get yeah. daily dabs yeah. instead? Let's do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hugs. Give me daps, because I'll be swirling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps all righty, daily dap time. We go to the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. first. Okay. Unless um, you're scrambling, no, we no, can no, go no, to Marcus. No. I was, I was okay. thinking of two. I have the first one, so I'll Hit start me. with that. The first one was a YouTube video I tweeted out on Friday morning. Okay. It is called Pitch Perfect 237. And somebody makes a, in jest, completely hilarious 9-11 conspiracy video based off of the movie Pitch Perfect about how the movie was actually about 9-11 and stuff like that. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It is, but it's... Wow, what a mashup. It's, it's hilarious. What a mashup. They're inspired by the 237 comes from Room Tour 37, was a movie with all these people about like conspiracy theories about okay. The Shining and the works of Stanley Kubrick. Got it. So this is one where they're kind of 
aping that, but yeah, also yeah. satirizing it, and it's wow. Pitch Perfect 237. Okay, I like and it. And then the other thing I was going to daily dap yeah. what you get? was, uh, what did, oh, Beauty and the Beast. I'll do that. I saw Beauty and the Beast over the weekend. Oh, yeah? It was a, it's a faithful um, adaptation, just a little bit of new stuff sprinkled in. The cast is great. The movie, the production design, the costumes, all the jazz is gorgeous. So okay. if you want to go re-experience it or, you know, you, James, have a young daughter who might like to go see the movie on uh, the big screen, I can, defi- I can definitely recommend it. It, okay. was a, it was a lot of fun. Why you got to get political, bro? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> that, by the way, I was waiting the whole movie. I'm like, I'm like, where is this that everybody gets upset at? And it's basically just a, a wink. That's so be- unbelievable. It's, it's legitimately just like a look. And you're like, oh, that's that's cute. Like, that's funny. That's and the, it. And the fact that some, you know, theater in Alabama is like, we're not going to show it. We ain't going to show it, man. Good job. You really brought down the now seventh highest grossing <laughs> movie of all time on its opening weekend. So, bravo, theater in Alabama. <laughs> you showed them. <laughs> you showed them. Good job, guys. Marcus Grant, what you got? Uh, I'm daily dabbing the World Baseball Classic. Dude. Which has been phenomenal. And, yeah. you know, it's admittedly, it was like, you know, when it started, I, you know, I kind of sort of paid attention to it and just was kind of, you know, keeping tabs on it kind of like but yeah this thing has been it's been phenomenal i mean you've had a lot of great a lot stories of close games uh team israel was like a great story at the beginning because they shocked some people uh you know the puerto rican team has been outstanding they have not not yet lost you know the the japanese team's been great i got to, i actually got to see the japanese team play when i was in arizona for spring training last week oh is that right uh, i saw them once against the cubs and That's once cool. against the dodgers so it was fun to watch them uh, it was also fun because they had one of their players come to the plate to the uh the theme song from the legend of zelda dude that's pretty dope that, was that awesome. is pretty awesome Awesome, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, this we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Tonight is Japan versus the U.S. or actually Puerto Rico versus the USA for the championship of this whole thing. But the games have been great. Uh, the teams have been fun. And it's been – and I, I, I read a story. I think it was Will Leach uh, who wrote about – how what has made it so great is that the players have been so emotional and so excited, which is so different than your everyday 162-game baseball season where, you know, part of the unwritten rules is to not show too much emotion and not get too fired up. But because this is a – it's a shortened uh, schedule, it's a tournament, it's it's very intense and the players really want to win. Yeah. You've seen that emotion come out. 100%. And it's been fun, whether it's, the you know, the team from Puerto Rico, whether it's the U.S. after Adam Jones made that amazing catch oh, unbelievable. Uh, the other night, which spawned an absolutely – amazing picture yep. uh it's been fun so yeah. uh, i'm looking forward to seeing this championship game but the, the overall it has been a a really really entertaining tournament michael fabiano what you got i'm gonna adapt technology. technology i just saw this on twitter okay a new smartphone attachment will be able to evaluate a man's fertility with up to 98 percent accuracy so now that they you, you hear you, there's an app wow. for that there's an app for everything now. That's you can easy. even find out if you're fertile and fertile through an app on your iPhone. That That's seems bad for, for dating people. Yes, it is. The technology <laughs> uh, apparently is still a few years away, but imagine that. Pretty soon, guys, uh, those of you out there who are trying to have kids and you're blaming your wives, well, they can just tell you to go download this app. Or if you, find uh, out if you're actually the problem. Or if you're on a date and you know she takes out her phone and just kind of starts <laughs> poking around on the app. You, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a little you, uncomfortable. It's a little there, awkward. But, but yeah, awkward. technology. How about it? Jeez, oh, <laughs> that's you know I'm normally for innovation and apps, but is that, that insane seems, or what? That seems, seems a bit weird. That seems a bit much. Uh, breaking news: <laughs> CC Alex Gelhar, Aaron Rodgers is apparently putting his Green Bay house on the market. He's selling it. What does it mean? Uh, he's what is he getting a different house? <laughs> no. You know what it means. 
The Packers are trading him. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he must be upset over that Mike Glennon deal. He wants more money. <laughs> I need some think pieces on Aaron Rodgers oh, selling his Green em. Bay house. You'll get him. <laughs> um, I will daily dat ESPN's feature. Uh, Baxter Holmes wrote a peanut butter and jelly feature. On I the sandwich? On yes. the sandwich. Yes. I don't know if you have read it. You need to read it. I have it. bookmarked it. I'm it is a 5,000-word opus, and it is brilliant. It's the NBA's <laughs> obsession with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Wow. So basically there was a there was like a, a team mutiny against the team nutritionist uh, in Golden State. The Because, look, p- here's, here's the real talk. PB&J sandwiches are terrible for you. Super high in saturated fat, ton of sugar. They're not good for you. But holy hell, but they're delicious. I love a good peanut they butter. I will say there are aspects of them though that are very good for recovery. I there was a, an article I read one time. I think that I even recommended uh, like a half a PB and J is something to eat when you're doing ultra running or super long distance. Okay, so no, see I that makes had, sense. I had had when I was training for my marathon, like well, when I it was back when I lived in Wisconsin, and my dad would like he and I ran it together, so he would like drive out ahead and like nine miles into the run like stash a pb&j sandwich like under a bush and then we'd pick it up <laughs> we'd pick it up so we didn't have to carry it so it's easier yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd pick it up on the way and eat it as we were running oh and it's great because you get the First sugar you get the protein you get the sodium which is key and especially for basketball players that run back and forth all those things are good and first of all i mean we don't need you talking about how you're in shape and training <laughs> training for marathon okay bro Look, that was I, I didn't like all throw right, it in your face like uh, that was, this was also years ago. <laughs> all right, I think I ran that marathon in 2010. So, uh, but the feature by Baxter, Baxter Holmes is is just brilliant, um, and it and it automatically leads me to how do you guys do your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Because here's the thing: there's no universal way. Every the the one great thing about PB and J sandwiches are even though there's only three ingredients. It is so different among mean? different people. For for example, for me, I do the crunchy peanut butter and oh, a slathering gross. of... See? peanut butter? See? Crunchy this is what I'm talking crunchy about. Crunchy peanut butter is the only kind of peanut butter. Thank you, Marcus. The, the Thank other, you, bro. The other kind is peanut... <laughs> Alex Gohar is leaving the room now. <laughs> he took his headset off. He is outside the, the other of the kind, podcast studio. The other kind is merely... <laughs> The other kind is merely peanut flavored spread. Like that's what it is. By thank the way, you. by the nothing, way, thank like, you, Marcus. Like did you also thank you, bro? Out. Did you also know to come for full circle here uh, that peanut butter is good for male fertility? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I'm telling you, Google not, it right now. I did no, wait, not hold this. on. But Google crunchy it. peanut it butter, butter. Why do you want it to crunch? Crunchy peanut There's butter and a wrong. heavy, heavy slathering of strawberry jelly. Mm, see, no, see, we were on. You were on board to so use that strawberry. <laughs> You're a grape. Grape is the no. Only grape is the no. only proper answer. Oh my god! We, one time we bought grape jelly at my house, and I swear to God, we had to throw it out after like two years because nobody touched. Fuck you! D- you were silly for leaving it for two years, first of all, because not only does it work on peanut butter and jelly oh. sandwiches, but you can use it like on sausage biscuits. Sausage. You can use it on any kind of you know breakfast See, food. This, like yes, that, anywhere where you would use grape jelly, strawberry jelly would be better. I mean, it's fine. It's so like a again, second, it's like the silver medal of jellies. This is what I'm talking about. This, by the way, Russell Westbrook. This is what he does. You want to talk about being super bad for you? So not only so he lightly toasts his bread, but then he butters the sides. And then he adds peanut butter, and then he adds the jelly. So it's butter, peanut butter. I mean, that sounds jelly. that sounds tremendous. Holy! I mean, it does hell. sound delicious, though. Uh, that sounds awesome.
Uh, but yes, uh, please read that piece if you haven't. It's it's like I said, it's long, but it is fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I guarantee you it's not just about how individual players uh, make their sandwiches. We're going to have to put out a poll, I think, and all of us are going to need to retweet it about I think crunchy so. versus creamy. regular creamy yes. peanut butter. Fast, yep. where do you And then strawberry the versus grape. Uh, grape grape is the winner. Yep. And, oh, and peanut butter-wise. No. I, I like both. I don't have a preference. I can go either way, man. Okay. I will I will say, like if I'm talking it's sandwiches, it's yeah. crunchy. If I'm using it to cook with, then it's cream. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're cooking it, well, I mean, you can't use the crunchy. It's impossible. Right. Because it's not, it's not butter. <laughs> 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 the, funny, I, the, the one thing I've learned about today's podcast is that Alex Gilhart is fired up about peanut butter. Well, I just I, I felt it was great, especially because you two both like stared at me through the glass. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I was like, this is the perfect time for dramatic storm. <laughs> but thank you. Yes, crunchy peanut butter is the only peanut butter. Thank you very much. I All appreciate right. it. All right, that's the show. Great show. I love it. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. We got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, and the fantasy Hoff, Michael Fabiano. I'm James Coe. We'll see you next week. He's already got a 5 o'clock shadow. Okay, good. After four days. Maybe I, more, I more mean, like a 3 p.m. I, I, I am not going to lie to you. I was, uh, uh, I was like in an Uber or something, and I just pulled up Twitter, and I saw it, and I literally yelled an expletive in the back of an Uber. Yeah, man. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.